Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. Today's guest is Jan Mendoza. She was one of the first female wildland firefighters for the California Department of Forestry back in 1978. She tells her story of breaking into the all-male industry in her book, Fire Girl, which is not only a memoir, but a message to young women everywhere that if you think it, you can do it. So welcome, Jan. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> well, yeah, it's our pleasure. It's very exciting to have you on with us. And tell us a little bit about you becoming a firefighter. Was it always a dream of yours in your childhood? Well, actually, no. It's a very bizarre story. I was pretty much a tomboy growing up, and I liked the outdoors. But I was going to college to, uh, to be a musician. I had dreams of being a professional musician, and I was a music major. But I was just looking for a summer job, and I saw a job posted on the college bulletin board, and it was for the California Department of Forestry wanting women firefighters. And I just walked away ignoring it until one of my male friends I overheard talking about it, and he was grumbling about letting women doing a man's job. And I took that as a dare, and then what really upped the ante is when he told me I was too little. I was only 5'2", about weighed less than 100 pounds, and so basically I took the job as a dare. And when I showed up at my station, my fire station, uh, the captain told me, he goes, I knew I was getting a girl, but I thought I was getting a bigger one. <laughs> now, how did being a firefighter prepare you for life challenges like something like that? You know, being well, a, you know, I had to, yeah. I, I had to, um, I had to really prepare for this job. It was a very physical job, so I had to go through the physical testing. But when I became a firefighter, I had to really think on my feet, and I had to really develop some critical thinking skills. I really didn't even have a real job before that. I worked in the cafeteria at school, and that was it. And I didn't even know how to really work as a team. So I had a job that if I didn't have these things, I could possibly die. And I've never had a job in my life after that where I had to depend upon my quick thinking to keep me alive, but it prepared me for my other jobs in life where I took every task as if I was pretty much putting out a fire. Wow. I mean, that sounds like uh, that's that's impressive. That's really, really great that you learned all of those things from, from being a firefighter. I'm sure there's so much more that you've learned as well and, and that your book, Fire Girl, probably a lot more than just a memoir. What else can people get from the book? Well, I was a uh, very sheltered and naive child. I was I was an only child, and I was 18 years old when I jumped into this firefighting world, an all-man's world. It was extremely dangerous, and, and I had hostility from some of my male coworkers added to that, and I did have some near-death experiences that I write about in the book, and I had to grow up really fast. I mean, that summer, I had to grow up so fast, and in the beginning, when I was writing the book, it was just my story. I was just telling it. But then realizing that I was the first of this. I was the first woman, uh, one of the first women. There were only 26 of us in the whole state that first summer to do this out of hundreds, 
several hundred firefighters just in my area alone were all men. And so unbeknownst to me, I was a pioneer. Then I realized that my memories could be used as a tool to show young women, you know what? You can do something. You can have an adventure in your life. And you could stretch your limits and expand your horizons right in the beginning of your adult life. I, I tell people, I say, if you do something really hard right from the beginning and you push the, you're going to push the envelope even further, further on down your life. So I say you'll be apt to, to try more new things and have bigger adventures and successes. So my book really became more of a message and a mentoring tool. And Jan, do you believe that women today are still facing that sort of a challenge, the all-male industry, you can't do it, she's a girl sort of a deal? I think that there are still some challenges that we need to overcome, but it's gotten a lot better because back in the day when I was in high school in the 70s, women were just beginning to break into male-dominated vocations. You know, being an astronaut, president of the United States, that we, things like that were unheard of for women. It wasn't even discussed, and we were encouraged to take cooking and sewing classes and Wood shop and auto mechanics was completely out of the question for girls, and I wish that I had taken auto mechanics, having driven a lot of old cars in my time. But I think at this point in our lives, it's gotten a lot better. The, the military now opening up positions for women. Firefighting now is huge, are, are huge opportunities for women now amongst, well, now we have a woman running for, running for president of the United States, which is unheard of in my time. And I think that the millennials, I'm hoping by the time they're senior citizens, and if not sooner, that gender bias is going to be an old way of thinking and just part of our history, just like when women weren't allowed to vote. And Jan, do you have any other lasting piece of advice you want to leave with our listeners or what, what's the one thing you want them to know? I tell my young folks that I mentor, especially the young girls, I say to try everything. You know, some people are really lucky and they know exactly what, what they want to be in life from birth. And I was kind of one of those people because I knew I wanted to be a musician and I was one for a long time. But I also tried all sorts of other things. There's a huge percentage of people that go to college and they get a degree of uh, a course in study and then they end up not ever doing that career or they completely change um, midlife because they want to try other things. And so I tell a young person first starting out, and I ask them three questions actually, and I say, what makes you happy, what are your dreams, and what scares you the most? And they give me their answers, and then I say, well, I say do the thing that scares you the most first. Get it, get it out of the way, and then figure out how that thing that scares you makes you happy. And then... Once you've done that scary thing and you figure out how that's going to make you happy, working on your dreams is going to be easy because you won't have fear of anything. Well, Jan, that's a really great piece of advice. Thank you so much. I want to tell our listeners that Jan does offer mentoring, as she mentioned, book writing, consulting, and keynote speaking. You can learn more about Jan and her other books on how to have the best life ever at her website, which is janmendoza.com, Jan, J-A-N, Mendoza, M-E-N-D-O-Z-A, janmendoza.com. Thanks again, Jan. Thank you so much for having me. 
This podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that is just right for you. Till next time.